Welcome to No Wood Nichols Podcast with Dre Lauren. I'm here with one of my favorite people, my cousin, uh, Lanisha Campbell. Lanisha, say what's up. Hey, y'all. What's up? I'm just going to put my full name out there. That's fine, though. <laughs> <laughs> and you do a lot of other shows and you're on Twitter and stuff, so tell yeah. them where they can find you. Um, yeah, so y'all can find me. I'm on Twitter at LA underscore NEY underscore SHA. Um, since Actually, the beginning of 2018, I've started three other podcasts with co-hosts and all on my own. My first podcast is Speak On It. Um, that's my solo podcast. Another one is called So Here's What Happened. That's where I rate and review things throughout the month, like TV, movie, um, movies, and books. And then the other one is called Did You Have To? That's more of my more nerdy podcast where me and my co-hosts talk about anime we used to watch. So, me, Dre, me and you love Dragon Ball Z, so... But then we talked about like the live action adaptations of those movies, so we had to watch Dragon Ball Evolution, which is trash. But that's the whole point of the podcast. We revisit the anime and then also talk about the live action adaptations. So yeah, that's about it. I don't know what else is coming for me. Maybe another, maybe a fourth podcast this year. Cool. So today we are talking about the government. Yes. And the shutdown, aka um, President Forty Five, and his effect on the country and the world in general. Yeah. Um, the the whole wall thing, for me, is mm-hmm. he spent this whole time people you know, accusing him of being racist and things like that. Mm-hmm. So he wants to build this wall. And he wants to build this wall separating us and Mexico. Mm-hmm. My thing is, why is he not building a wall anywhere else in the country? You know what I mean? Like, okay, I get on the east and west coast, there's water. Cool. Yeah. But there's Canada above us. Mm-hmm. So why is there not a wall being built up there? You see what I'm saying? Like, oh, so for, for sure. me, for me, it's like, okay, well, that that is evidence that you're trying to only keep a certain type of people mm-hmm. out. You know what I mean? Um, and it's like, it, it, it doesn't help your case. And I don't understand how people don't see that. And mm-hmm. then, you know... The whole issue, he started this whole thing saying Mexico was going to pay for the wall. Number and one. they said no. Right. Like, right. number one, yeah. how can you say another country is going to do something? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? When you look at Mexico, they're um, a poorer country than we are, you know, economically. How can you, I just don't understand how he could say, like. Well, it's like if I told you, Dre, me and you are going out tonight, but you paying everything. Right. It's. First off, common decency. You don't know what's in, I don't know what's in your pockets. So how are you going to say you are going to pay for this five billion, maybe five billion, five billion dollar wall that's right. truly useless because your point about like how there's water on either on our coast right. and everything. But when we really think about it, the wall is useless because a lot of immigration happens through flying like airplanes. People can get into this country still and fly. It's. So this wall is not the end all to be all like solution to illegal immigration. Not at all. So it's just that's the one that's my that's like the, the stupidest thing to me. And then your other point is like why don't we have a, a wall in Canada? Cuz you know people can always go to Canada and then get to the US. Right. Or come from Canada. Or come from you know I mean, mean why like, would, why would why would someone from Canada come here? Well, no, true. I mean, um, just just in general, mm-hmm. like that to me shows that he's only trying to keep a certain type of people out. Yeah. And number one, <laughs> Mexicans are resilient. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> and creative. They'll figure out a way, to be honest. Well, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's human like, nature. I, when we're given a challenge, that we will find a way around that challenge. Like, look at just, you know, centuries of human engineering. We'll find a way. I mean, but people want to say, oh, there's a secret tunnel. I'm like, okay, y'all. I don't believe there's a secret tunnel. But maybe they'll make one. I think there definitely are tunnels. I think there definitely are. Maybe tunnels. there's tunnels. I don't think there's like a, the the huge secret tunnel. Right, right. Like you see on movies and stuff. Like yeah. That. yeah. Either way, like it, it's just such a waste of money. And then now mm-hmm. you have all these people that have started this GoFundMe page on Facebook to fund the wall, but y'all can't put half your money to Flint for water to fix that whole system. You know what I mean? Like, True. That's the that's just the craziest thing to and me. And that would cost exponentially less than oh, the wall. Less. A fra- a small fraction of the money that they've actually raised. Because I went to the page to see like, wow, people actually donated fourteen million dollars already. And I'm just like, oh, I didn't know it was that much. Oh, wow. they've actually been raising the money. And I'm just that's like, crazy. y'all don't want to help universal health care become a thing, but you'd rather pay for a wall out of your own pockets. Here's the thing: they voted for him, right? Yeah. He said Mexico was going to pay for this wall. Mm-hmm. They don't find it odd that now they're putting up their own money? No. Nope. Number one, they're putting up their own money for this page mm-hmm. for a wall that he said Mexico was going to pay for. And number two, the government is shut down mm-hmm. because he's asking for money for a wall that Mexico was going to pay for. Exactly. I don't understand how they don't say, hmm, maybe I shouldn't support this because clearly this was either a lie or he didn't know what it was he was lie. talking about. And he, it, it, it both. It can be both. But they're still supporting them. That's the craziest thing. I think, but it's like, okay, I'm not going to get too much into religion, but it's just like the evangel, like the evangelist folks, like, you know, the hard, hard school, like Bible Belt people doubled down on him. Like people, like, what's the one woman from Mary Mary? She's like, well, I voted for him because he aligns with my faith. I'm like, when has he ever talked about Christianity? When has or he any ever, type of religion. or any kind of religion, but everyone, all these people who like, are hardcore, I mean, because we're both Christian, but I mean, like, there's a certain type of Christian that are like, y'all can ignore all the things that aren't Christian-like about mm. him, but you will still support him. That just shows me how much hate, or like, you, or not even so much hate, prejudice even, that y'all have, and you are using Christianity as an excuse, because that's what I've seen from a lot of people, it's like, well, we gotta, I believe that we do have to pray for our leaders so that they, we can soften their hearts, but they talk about pray for your leaders and, su- and support their decisions, I'm like, no. Because this, that's not what it is. So that's how I see how people are still finding ways to excuse his actions and to support him. It's because they keep trying to cling on to like, well, he did this or like, and he's talking about God or, and he went to church one time out of his whole entire, like people will find anything that is grasping at straws to hold on to, to support him. And I'm just like, y'all can't acknowledge that all the bad things he's done in his life and as president and how it's affected people. It's just, I look at the scales. It outweighs anything good he's ever done to me. There was a clip that mm-hmm. someone put up on Facebook of Tupac. So obviously this was probably like 94, 95. Yeah. Talking about Trump. <laughs> and saying the same things that yeah. people are saying now. Mm-hmm. But back, back that was what, maybe 24 years ago. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's saying the same stuff about Trump then mm-hmm. that people are saying now. So it's like, I just... I still, I honestly still am baffled that he got elected, to be honest. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm Hate is a powerful thing. Baffled. Well, when a lot of people didn't want a woman to be president. Like, I knew yeah, people who were for Bernie Sanders, 
and these were like folks I considered my friends at the time and I'm just like so you tell you're telling me you'll vote for Trump if Bernie isn't the Democratic candidate right and they looked they looked at my face and like well I don't know if I want to vote for Hillary so they either chose not to vote mm -hmm. for anybody they right. chose not to vote for Trump or they chose to write in somebody who couldn't even win Possibly. right because mm -hmm. I mean that's how much I don't even know if I want to say hate but like that's how much of their ignorance shown through like you cho you'd rather not be a part of it and have her be elected i'm not saying hillary's perfect no candidate has ever been perfect none, really none it, or ever will be or ever will be and i mean and but that's the thing it's like i'd rather pick the person who would be more progressive for the nation or i would feel safer with it in their hands than picking someone who is completely not aligning aligning with things i believe in mm -hmm. and that's how I feel is what happened. It's like, y'all rather vote for somebody because either you didn't like Hillary as a person, you didn't like her policies, or you just didn't like that she was a woman, or you didn't like that she was a Clinton. Because like the excuses people came up with, like, well, she stayed with her husband after he cheated. I'm like... What does that have to do with her doing her job, though? It Nearly. definitely has nothing. It has, it's right. like, she has over 30 years of experience working in government, working in law. It was, for me, it's like whenever you had to do a group project with somebody, and you know that like there's the one person in the group who does all the work but mm -hmm. doesn't get any credit right. but then there's the other person who just like talks really good or like saying the right things that people want to hear that's hillary and trump mm -hmm. she's obviously she was obviously more qualified he had zero he experience had zero experience all he ever yeah. talked about were things that the republican party likes to hear and the thing is like what kind of example does it really set for for children coming mm -hmm. up to see that you can you can get the the most powerful, probably the most powerful position in the world mm -hmm. without having any type of experience but being popular and rich. You know what I'm saying? No, I get what like you're what saying, kind of, and that's what the kind sad of example? thing. Like, honestly, what, at this point now, mm -hmm. he was a celebrity. We, you know, still is a celebrity yeah. and rich. So what stops, you know, The Rock from running for president? Or, I mean... Or, or you know... Whomever it is, Kevin I mean, Hart, Oprah, you know what I mean? Like, oh, not Kevin Hart. <laughs> I'm just saying in general, just rich celebrities. No, like, what true. stops these people? Because he had no experience. Well, I mean, the argument you know? also is like, okay, so Ronald Reagan was an actor before mm -hmm. he got into politics, right. but he got into politics. He I'm like, I'm not obviously, I don't care about Ronald Reagan at all. But the point is that he went the route of like, okay, I'm going to shift to politics. He didn't go straight to presidency after right. acting. He went to so it's like at least he did that. Which uh, again, I'm not giving Reagan any credit, but. Trump literally had no government experience and he just he knew how to play the game as far as like getting people on his side really selling to the I guess the, the blue collar side of the Republicans and then you got the people who are who never really came out to vote he got he got them to come out to vote yeah so that's I think that's really how he won he was speaking to people as far as like how they I think there's interviews of how like Trump supporters like why do you vote why do you want to vote for him you haven't voted in ten years I'm like I like the way he talks and he's like you mean how because he has there's like it's all called like dog whistle politics or like how he says certain things mm -hmm. and it means certain stuff to some people so like how he would always say the blacks like saying the blacks is a way of separating us from people it's like taking right, away right. some of our humanity mm -hmm. like so putting the blacks the Mexicans saying stuff like that. Because that's how they talk when they talk about us. Because they don't see us as a part of this nation. They still see us as like, oh, the blacks. 
like how they talk we're about we're separate yeah. and, and not equal it's like it's taking away our humanity it's it's really what's the word i'm looking for dehumanizing mm-hmm. as a way but it's done in such a way where it's like what are you talking about i'm just talking about the blacks i'm like you don't see how disrespectful that is the, the things that he has said mm. just in general like i don't understand how in the way that he speaks, I don't mm-hmm. understand how people want him to represent our country. If you watch him do interviews or do press conferences and stuff mm-hmm. like that, people ask him questions. He does not answer the question. What was that? It was I think it was like a few months ago when he had the conversation. There was a press um, conference, mm-hmm. and the, just his mannerisms, his behavior was appalling. He's like, pacing back and forth. He's breathing. He's getting all huffed up, and he can't answer the questions. He shut down. He was like one of the people, I think it was CNN, I, I just remember a reporter, mm-hmm. he told him, like, take the mic away from him. I'm like, no, yeah, you have to answer right. this question. Or you can't. You have to say you can't answer this question. But he was getting huffed up. He's calling people out. There's been times when he told a woman, like, I remember you, you always say stupid, you always ask stupid questions. I'm just like, how are y'all okay with the President of the United States saying a, a, a reporter asks stupid questions? And, and the thing is, they support him because... They don't like the question they asked. Well, it was a simple question. Just like the other day, or I think yesterday, mm-hmm. the lady asked him, you said Mexico was supposed to pay for this wall yes, eventually yes. and that it was going to be a concrete wall. Mm-hmm. Yet now, the government is shut down mm-hmm. and you, you're saying that it might be a fence or something. Can mm-hmm. you explain that? He did not answer the question at all. At, no. He said, you know, we have a deal with Mexico that they'll, that you know will be they'll be paying for the wall through this deal, but I'm like okay, so why is the government shut down because you're asking for money if they're paying through, for it through this deal? Exactly. Then he went on for the next two minutes mm. to talk about the difference of concrete versus steel. I just literally yeah like he doesn't answer the questions mm-hmm. like it I I get it like all politicians and even athletes and stuff they deflect yeah sometimes and things like that but. It's sometimes it's legitimate, yes or no question. You have to answer, and it's because it. he yes knows no that, and he exactly. But he knows if he answers it, it's gonna like look. And obviously, I don't know how this isn't incriminating, but I'm saying incriminating because it's like it's gonna show your true nature if he answers it honestly. It's just like we don't have enough money to get a concrete wall. How however he put it, he, you can't build a 10, 10 foot wide concrete wall. You gotta build this. Now we have to put up this fence instead. Which is just like, first off, you're not delivering on what you promised. Honestly, I don't care. I don't want. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't want this to happen anyway. Right. Um, right. The fact that you're doing this next year is our election year, and you're doing this now, like next year's our election year. Twenty twenty. So people oh, will yeah. announce it. Oh man. So true. like Elizabeth oh. Warren just announced that she is gonna run for president. So she's gonna run for the um, Democratic candidate yeah. candidacy. Um. So we'll see if anybody else steps up, you know, like I would be, I was talking about this with some work people yesterday. They're talking about like, well, is it too out of pocket to say that another Republican would jump up and oppose him? But it's kind of like, I guess it's only happened once in history where like another Republican ran against a sitting Republican president. I can't remember which one it was, but basically that sitting president. I think definitely because I think he's, 
but it's about integrity. It's like it, it would have to take someone who really cares about integrity mm-hmm. because right now Republicans are getting everything they wanted. Mm, well, not every kind, pretty yeah. much. They I mean, have the most power that they've ever had now. That's true. So if they were to run, they have to truly care about integrity and like whatever else the Republican Party truly believes in, and then they'd run against him. Mm-hmm. And then, but I kind of want someone on the Republican side to run against him because that splits the votes. Right. Which means, at least for the candidacy, mm-hmm. it splits the votes. So then maybe we'll have the same thing that happened with Bernie and Hillary, mm-hmm. where somebody, like, they're not going to like this person, so they'll still write in Trump. Well, a lot of times he's almost embarrassing the Republicans. Like, there's been a oh, lot of Republicans great. that have sided with Democrats on certain, mm-hmm. um, you know, certain topics and stuff. So that could be something that happens in which, I mean, you know, splits splits the party or at least gets him out of there. I mean, I just don't have much faith in them because they can say one thing. Like every time after a mass shooting has happened, they're so quick to agree that like, oh, this is a tragedy, and we do need to find a way to, you know stop this from happening again and then like there's been some times i think there's been a few things that have happened this past year where like some like you said there's been republicans who will like side with the democrats or like they're the deciding factors on something and they'll like they'll say they will but then they don't right. they, they say it publicly because you know they gotta like get their constituents to mm-hmm. see that like oh no i agree this is a tragedy and it has to be fixed and why did you vote for like why did you vote for this thing that isn't going to help anybody Here's my thing with 45. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't understand why he's still talking negative about Obama. Like, still. Like, you're not... Number one, he was never running against Obama he in the first never. place. No. Number two, you've been president for a while now. Why are you still taking shots at Obama? Why is he still having rallies when you've been president right. for two years? Going on three. When you look at... When you look at, like, Obama... And Trump, right? And you mm-hmm. say, okay, look at them 20 years after their presidency. Mm-hmm. Like we said earlier, no president or politician is ever perfect. No. Okay? Look at Obamacare. It's not perfect at all. No. You know, it's not. It wasn't the solution but, to healthcare, but it was better than what we had in place already. But the idea mm-hmm. that everyone having healthcare is a good idea. It's, that's a, that's good. It's it, And to be honest, even though it was a flawed system, it's mm-hmm. a flawed system, it did help a lot of people. Yeah. Yes, it did. It did some negatives to some people, mm-hmm. but it helped a lot of people. Well, yeah. When we look back on it, we're gonna look at okay, he tried to have this a system in which everyone in the country had health care. Yeah. Was it flawed? Yes. Didn't work out the best. No. But this is what his goal was. Mm-hmm. Kind of like defines his presidency in a sense. That was like mm-hmm. the biggest thing for me. We look back at Trump. We're gonna say he tried to build a wall. A wall that was separate us. And sorry, and the big one of the bigger things that are happening because of all this wall and this border control is that children are being detained, and children are dying. Children who need sanctuary. We're supposed to be the land of the free and the home of the brave, and we've always talked about like America helps those in need, and like that's what we've been known for for years. We've been mm-hmm. a refuge for people, right. and I'm not saying we're the we're the sanctuary for everyone, but when we claim that we're this and we're that and everything and that you can be, you, this America's where your American dream can happen. Mm-hmm. How can we turn a blind eye? 
Yeah, and how can we turn a blind eye to children who are dying in detainment who have been separated from their parents? And right there, I think that's the difference between a lot of, honestly, I don't want to say all Democrats and Republicans, but a mm-hmm. lot of them, because when I look at that, I say, I don't, I don't care if this child is not from here. Yes. I don't care. This is a child. It's and a child. Are, and something bad is happening to them. Mm-hmm. And there are people, and I've seen it, because people on Facebook and, and things like that, I've seen people literally say that, like, it's not our problem. You know what I mean? It's like, as being a, being a human being, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like It's humanity. Right. And, and I've seen that, and I think that's a lot of the people that support Trump. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? See, see things like that. Like I said, I'm not going to say all of them, but they mm-hmm. see things in that way. Like, they don't really care about the, the humanity aspect of it. But like, I, I get it. People say, there, there's two things to look at it. Mm-hmm. You know, people say, well, if you want to be in this country, come legally. Okay, cool. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. However, they have to understand that it's not easy. It is a privilege. No. It is no. a privilege. It's not, a, it's not treated. It should be a right. You should be able right. to apply for citizenship or for a green card easily. Here. And yeah. I'm not I'm not saying it's easy as like coming up, checking a box, you know, here's your right, citizenship. Right. But it's people don't understand how hard it is, how long it takes, yep. and how expensive exactly. it is. And like think about it. If you're a person coming trying to get a better life here, that means you probably don't have a great life where you're at, mm-hmm. which it means probably usually leaks into financially. So mm-hmm. you simply just can't afford mm-hmm. to do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm not I'm I'm not condoning coming in illegally and stuff, but I'm understanding why it happens because I've talked to people in that situation. Mm-hmm. I know people that it's taken 15, 20 years for them to become a citizen just yeah. because when they came over, they didn't have the money. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or they didn't have the means to, because a lot of times, like, you need, maybe you need a lawyer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's a hard process. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, no. And it's not supposed to, like I said, it's not supposed to be as easy as it was when people first came to America. Um, you just came on a boat and you found a place to work or you was in a detention cert, like doing all these things. Right. Like, and granted, we was brought here, but that is a discussion for another day. Right. Um, but it's not supposed to be as easy as like checking a few boxes, but for some people it is that easy. There's people and I can't, I, I just don't believe like when some, when ev- if everyone were to go the traditional route that they don't take into consideration race, nationality. Um, just because we're going off of like, where is the wall being pushed? And then like, there's Mm -hmm. people who are like doctors in the Middle East, but they come here and they can't, and they have to like jump through all these hoops in order to like get a, get a job here as a doctor Mm -hmm. and then not be marked as like what they, they're, what they're going to be assumed as like, well, what nation are you from? Because remember, oh my God, the Muslim ban. Oh, that was man. a thing too. Oh gosh. Because like, see again, that just shows that his, his policies on immigration. It's specific. You know what I mean? And they, they don't, I don't understand ban. how they don't see it. How a don't ban don't on seven it? countries that were of Muslim faith. And it's I just don't like, understand. again. I just, I really don't understand how people that support him don't see that. How do you not see that he wants to build a wall that separates us from one specific country? How do you mm-hmm. not see that he banned a specific type Religion. of people? Like, yeah. how do you not see that? Like, it, it, it's, it's baffling to me. It like, is. And it's like, it's only, and then like, as many people who want to say stuff like, it's not our problem, I'm like, it's not our problem until it becomes our problem, so we should make it no one's problem. That's, tr- that's it. Like, it's not our problem until it starts affecting us. Like, if, if he does this, 
to you know people in Mexico. If he does this to the people in the Middle East, what's gonna say that what won't happen next? Right. Like who? What, what's gonna be the next group? Maybe it won't be you right away, but it could be you soon. And here's the thing: he said he wants to keep out bad people. Mm-hmm. Cool. Of all the mass shootings and things that we've had, yeah. How many of them are were immigrants? None. They the now I'm not, I'm not gonna fact check anything, but I I will say that you know the news is always quick to not if they're not 100 percent sure that the that the shooters white white or not white right just like they won't get that out right away but it's right. like the one shooter I think it was was it the Las Vegas shooter mm-hmm. they were yeah. quick to say he was they he was with ISIS and he was Muslim and then it came out later that like he was a white dude from Nevada right he didn't yeah. like he was a normal dude exactly but like you notice they do that they're so quick to like to, like shame them and then it's the words they use oh if he's white he was a lone wolf he was misunderstood he was yeah. a young like dylan roof dylan yeah. roof was taken into custody yeah. without any harm done to him right but like then we have kids who are in their car in their cars they're black kids and they get shot mm-hmm. and like there's a whole debate on that but like y'all can't see that people like dylan roof who proudly claim to be racist and wanted mm-hmm. to start a race war but we haven't like we won't acknowledge that there are, there's domestic terrorism. A terrorist doesn't have to be someone from another nation or be a certain color, but it's always phrased that way. Yeah, like these people are, are are killing 15, 20 people at a time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like in these schools and all these things and mm-hmm. you're focusing on other countries. Well, not even other countries, specific people. Mm-hmm. You know, and going back to immigration and how hard it is. Do you feel like it should be harder or easier to get a gun than, you know, become a citizen? Because I think that's one way to look at it. Because to be honest, it's relatively easy to get a gun. Mm-hmm. As long, you know, as long as you don't have a prior record. Yeah. You apply for your, your car. At least this is in Illinois. You apply for your Ford card. Mm-hmm. You get you get your car. It's like $10, $15 or whatever. Mm-hmm. You get your card. You can go buy a gun. So, here, here's my thing. Like, what do you, what do what do you think? Do you feel like it should be harder to get a gun than to become a citizen? I, I it should be harder to get a gun than it is to become a citizen. That's how I feel there too. Should, I mean, I understand you yeah. have to learn, you know, part of part of the the culture of the United States, and you know, understand things like that. I, I mm-hmm. get that, and I get that that is a process. But I'm not sure that that should be. Hard harder than getting a gun to be honest and mm-hmm. i'm a person that loves guns to be mm-hmm. honest you know what i mean so for yeah, me but you went through the right channels to get a gun and it's not like you always know you as my cousin like and like you as a person you don't have violent intentions when having a gun like right. your your intentions aren't to cause harm because you have this weapon your intentions are like a gun can make you feel safe a gun is maybe it's it can be a, it can totally be a hobby. I have uncles who have collect guns. It's, it's a sport. sport. Yeah. It's a sport. But it should if guns were regulated like our cars are regulated, that is true gun control. Like actually having the checks and balances system in place to make sure the people who are having these guns, first off, there's no reason anyone should have a gun that's powerful enough to kill multiple people. Like and just like and like heavy machinery. No one should have that gun. In a, in a normal setting. 
I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna pause you. Mm-hmm. We're getting into something different. Yeah. And we should save that for <laughs> we should save that for another one because I got a lot to say on that. True. Topic. But True. just going just going back to yeah. becoming a citizen, people say do it legally, mm-hmm. and they just don't understand how hard how difficult it is. It is. And and then going back to you know mm-hmm. the president claiming he's not racist or people supporting him not being racist. Mm-hmm. You're couple years older than me you're older than me mm-hmm. in your lifetime how much exposure or not even exposure how much have you seen of things like the kkk I up mean, until two years ago okay are you saying that like have i seen them like on the news or have i just no like i'm i've always i feel like just because school history and like what our parents have told us we know they've existed but you mean right. like the up, like, How much have you seen? You seen them mm-hmm. and actually experienced, experienced like, seeing them out and seeing these things. Yeah. My point, what I'm getting at is, up until he got elected, mm-hmm. you didn't hear, see things from the KKK. You know what I mean? You knew they existed and things like they that. Oper- I would say they operated more quietly. I mean, they've they've right. always constantly been operating. Of course, but they of they shoot for um what's his name Duke uh, when uh what is his name. Something he's like he was a grand wizard. He's a politician now. Okay. Um, I'm gonna look it up because I don't wanna say something. Either way, my point is like, until after he got elected, you got like Mm -hmm. KKK rallies and stuff. Yes. And parades. There was a parade. I think was that North South Carolina or something like that. Yeah. Parades and rallies and all this stuff. They just like came out of nowhere. You're seeing all this stuff, and to me, I'm like, y'all don't see that. Sorry, real quick, David Duke. So okay, yeah, yeah. he's a prominent racist, white supremacist, anti-Semite, like all these things. Mm-hmm. And he got into politics and everything. But he did not feel so emboldened, like so inspired. Like at, at that same, it was Charleston. At, yeah, that, same, yeah. at that rally mm-hmm. to speak out and like, well, we're here to show support for Trump. And like, we're, we're like what he stands for. He's, he, he's voicing our opinions and all this stuff. And I'm just like, you, y'all wouldn't have done this unless you felt within your hearts like nothing won't happen won't happen against you like he came out and like proudly supported trump and trump would not 45 i'm tired of saying his name but he would not denounce that support because he knew if he denounced david duke's um support of him mm-hmm. that would hurt his candidacy right that would hurt his support so i'm like we have a president who would not denounce a known grand wizard of the kkk mm-hmm. in 2016 right that is a problem it should have been that simple to denounce the KKK. Yeah. And that's what I was saying. I'm like, they don't find it as a coincidence that now the KKK seems comfortable enough to be way more open and yeah. out after he's no president. Shame. You see what I'm saying? Like, so there's something, if you might say you're not racist, but there's something that you've said or something that you represent mm-hmm. that is bringing this out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, people just. They don't. They don't see it. They don't get it at all. And know? I mean, and again, it's because they can turn a blind eye. With it is a privilege. When it's a privilege that you don't have to engage in the conversation about the KKK or, or na- worry about Nazis, it. like mm-hmm. Nazis are coming. Or just not, I mean, they've been here. Anti Semites are just so inspired by him, so proudly just ready to like yell and march in the streets. Right. But y'all can just y'all can people who can have the privilege of ignoring that and not understanding like, hey, I'm scared. 
like I, I live in fear sometimes. Like, and it's always it's in the back of my mind at all times because I'm like, the KKK don't care no more. They don't care to be quiet. They don't. I mean, they've never cared, but it's like. No, they have though. They, they okay. have because, like I said, I don't ever remember in my lifetime there being rallies and stuff. I mean, I mean, of course, now there's def. I would say there's definitely been rallies, but not to the point where they're being publicized. That's what I'm saying. So, like, right. definitely been rallies going mm-hmm. on since, and like for years, there's been rallies. Um, right, of course. Since they yeah. their founding, it's just like it's not publicly televised. Or well, because they, the they were, they did it privately. Yeah, you privately. Know, like, it was like, always said to us in Mississippi that there were certain areas when we would go mm-hmm. that the KKK oh, were at towns. night. Yeah, there's sundown towns that we just don't stop in when we're in down, down south visiting the family. Like, you just right. don't go there and you just can't be there by yourself. Like, it's not safe. Right, but that's like, they said they would do stuff at night. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is stuff during the day. Yeah. Like, they had a KKK parade during the day. During the day. But, I mean, like, it's like, not even that. I believe they still had rallies and stuff going on during the day, but I think it's the media attention that right. they are fine with having now. Yeah. Or that they, they just don't care that they have nationwide uh, attention mm-hmm. on their actions because, like, also, they really don't care that they're out here saying these things. They just... It, it's it, they don't have a fear. They don't fear that it's coming back on them. Like there used to be a time I think where like, what happened? There was I, I remember the, I think it was like two years ago there was a leak. Like someone was able to like hack some system and like they basically called out each and every politician that was that was involved with the KKK. I'm trying okay. to, I'm trying to remember what that was. But like that's but that hurt them because like it was like people who could be like a sheriff, a cop. Um, a mayor, like a senator, like people who've had any kind of connection to the KKK, and then like they were like, basically exposed. There was a time yeah. when like those people wanted it held in secret that they were involved with them. I'm gonna I'm gonna go go to this. Yeah. And this is what another thing I don't understand how people don't see it. For us, me and you have lived through. Four presidents. Mm-hmm. Okay. Clinton, Bush, Obama, Trump. Yep. Okay. I, rem- I don't remember. I was too young, obviously, to see when Clinton was elected. Mm-hmm. But I remember when Bush was elected, Obama, and Trump. Okay. Mm-hmm. I remember a lot of my family, mostly Democrats, you know, obviously wanted Al Gore to win against George Bush. I yeah. remember that. I remember when George Bush won, mm-hmm. you know, obviously people were upset, you know, whatever, whatever, yeah. but not a big deal. It cool. wasn't, it wasn't as a big terrifying. Deal. <laughs> yeah. Right. I remember when Obama got elected, mm-hmm. there, you know, people, obviously the Republican side that didn't want him elected, Yeah. but got over it. Cool. Mm-hmm. There's never been, and well, at least for my lifetime, there hasn't been this big of a outpour when someone was elected mm-hmm. to the point where you've separated a lot of the country but to the point where you have women's marches across mm-hmm. the entire world yeah with hundreds of thousands millions actually when you total over millions of people marching because they they're in fear yeah you know what i'm saying i mean fear and it's just like there's other motivators here too besides fear it's just like I, the women marches is one thing, but mm-hmm. it's like people taking taking a stand, feel right. like letting them know that like we are not in agreement with you, and that's right. what a lot of those marches mean. It's just like we are against you, we are not for you. We have to show him that like, and that's what was I would say the core goal 
for some of those for some of those marches. Yeah. But then I mean the marches aren't perfect. That's again a subject Either for another way, day. It also but, shows yeah. that they feel threatened or they feel something is being taken from them or they need to stand up against something. You see what I'm saying? So they understand that that him they needed to respond in some way to mm-hmm. him being elected. It's never happened before. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, and I mean think of it also as like how often do you remember like I don't know LeBron James is your favorite athlete. I respect him more now than I used to. <laughs> but I respect the fact that like he he and uh, and Colin Kaepernick and other athletes right. have so boldly spoken against him. Right. And like right. I don't remember that happening with a lot of athletes or like a lot of celebrities. But there's people who are actively denouncing him. Mm-hmm. And like like they don't care cuz like again this man is on Twitter, arguing with LeBron James, trying to insult him, like or it's crazy. Or not like, trying. How do you does. see that as a president? I just He's don't. I don't get it. But then, like, we have understand. athletes who are acting who are bigger than him. We just like, hey, uh, we know you want to like start all these fights on Twitter, but like, if you actually do your job and focus on issues that are affecting our communities, that'd be great. Like, he 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 really targeted Colin Kaepernick, and I really truly feel that the reason Colin Kaepernick didn't. Play like him speaking against uh, using Colin Kaepernick as like basically I don't want to say plot device but like using try, trying to use the the hate that people had towards Colin Kaepernick mm-hmm. as a way to motivate them to vote for him right it was ridiculous because I'm like this is not like y'all are so focused on this flag and this anthem that y'all are forgetting the reason that he is protesting his yeah his protest had nothing to do with the flag or the anthem it always had to do that y'all are ignoring the fact that black communities and POCs are targeted and tr- mistreated in this country. Mm-hmm. If, if it's by, not by law, if it's in prison, like right. just, there's so many injustices and he peacefully protested. But all they kept on focusing on was the flag and the anthem. And that's the thing, peacefully, he peacefully, peacefully. protested. He never like got up or had like some big old horn making noise or anything. He peacefully, and he asked and they're like, well, it's disrespectful to veterans. I'm like, the veterans didn't care. A majority of them, uh, he even like consulted with one veteran who asked him like, "Is this would this be okay? What do you think?" And the veteran then told him that you know actually be more respectful if you kneeled. Right. Which I think of like in kneeling in football, don't you take a knee when you're listening? Like, isn't that something in football? Like, yeah, take a knee. I don't see. I mean, I never saw a problem at all with it. No. But I just didn't like the way that. <laughs> The things that he says about people, you know, talking on Twitter and stuff is like, mm-hmm. it's not presidential. And it's like, it's okay, not. we're coming from Obama, and in my opinion, was the epitome of class. But even when you yeah. go, even when you go back to, to Bush, you know, he like, had enough. I mean, it, I won't I won't say he, but like his administration at least had enough class, not enough class, but sense and class to. To the point where he listened to people's advice probably and it's like hey i'm not gonna get on twitter and call out this specific person well but even even then i'm saying in general he could mm-hmm. he was still a good speaker he could he was a good speaker and to a, to a point where you respected him and you you, you see what i'm saying like at least I don't know about you. For me, that I'm man saying, came and visited my school and college, and I did George not, Bush. Yeah, he went. Well, like he wasn't president anymore, but basically, this is when I went to Justin University. I don't care right. if they know, but he they were doing a tour mm-hmm. or not tour. Like I can't remember. I think it was like 
young leaders. Of, I had never heard of this organization or right. was a friend coming here, mm-hmm. but they had decided that he was going to come there. Mm-hmm. And like in order to go as a student, you have to pay two hundred dollars. I'm like, I'm not right. paying no two hundred dollars to come here when I already pay all this tuition. Right. And my dad at first was like, you should go. You could say that you met a president. But, see, but I'm like, stop. I'm not going. But wait, stop. Okay. Say okay. If it was free, would you have gone? Honestly, no. Okay. I would not have gone. But your dad was like, "You should go," so you could say you my president, whatever, whatever, mm-hmm. right? Because he he saw, but at, because I would say he said he could, he said that as in he's a president. It's not that he respects Bush. I think it's because had exactly. Bush been Trump, he would have been like, "Hell no, get off the campus." Exactly, that day. and yeah. that's my po- that's yes. my point. Even though you agree, you disagreed. Yeah. With. You know, Bush in terms of policy and things like that, mm-hmm. you respected him as a president because just because the way he portrayed himself, you respected him as a president. Even if you disagree, you respected him. He was a president of the United States. I would, if I see him, I respect out, him as a human. I would even say that I was. Right. I, I have enough because one, my parents raised me right. I have enough class and respect to treat like my common man as you know, like hey, nice to meet you, whatever. Like if I, if at some point they asked me to photo op, I would have said no. Right. But if I bumped into him, I'm like, sure, maybe I'll call Mr. I would call Mr. President. I don't, if it, again, comparing him to Trump, if Trump is, came to that school, there is no way in hell I would ever right. go there. And see, that's my thing. Like, if I see, if I'm out and I see George Bush, I'm like, wow, that's George Bush. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, wow, that's cool. Like, yeah. I'm not going to be like, oh my God, can I get a picture with you or whatever? Yeah. Trying to have a full conversation. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, wow, that's George Bush. Like, he yeah. was a president. Oh. That's really cool. Exactly. But it's not the same with Trump. Like, no. there's no, there's no respect. I have no for respect, him. no adoration, no, right? No, like the things. Again, go, comparing him to Obama and everything is just like Obama and Michelle. They really told a story. Like his presidency and like the things they did as like the first family and as the president, as the first lady. The things they did tell a story about like their initiatives and the things they continue to do. Like how they're starting the Obama Foundation in Chicago. Like, he, his efforts don't stop with his presidency. And, I mean, yes, George Bush had his things, too, and I'm sure he's done some good. I, just, I think I just, like, blocked out a majority of this stuff. But I would never say that he's, like, this angel like some people in the media want to do because um, he still got us in a war. But you look at, but look at this, though. Look at how the Obamas and the Bushes interact with each other. Oh, yeah. You see what I'm saying? And sure. You could tell there's mutual respect for mm-hmm. them, even though, obviously, they disagree. They're on two different sides. Yes. But you can tell there's mutual respect and, and, a mutual, and a mutual liking, honestly, for each other. Like, mm-hmm. see the pictures of, like, um, him giving Michelle the candy and yeah. stuff like that. You can tell. And that's like, common decency. It's that's not going to be like that yeah. with oh. Obama's and Trump. You can you know see I mean? how, like, body language tells a lot. With, with them. Yeah, and you can see, like, when they went to um, George Bush Sr.'s funeral. Right. And the way Trump's body language, it, it, it just, it is disgusting. When yeah. you like when I saw the clips from the funeral, mm-hmm. and it's just like God, you you can tell he is just like, you know he talks all this crap about Obama, and it's not like he's talking about it behind his back. Like you're talking all this crap about this man who is more qualified than you as president and has done more things to progress this country forward, but it's just his body language and the way he behaves himself. Like he's not presidential. Like to not. me, to me, he's not. I do not respect him as a president. He's no. not presidential by the way he speaks, mm-hmm. the way he carries himself, mm-hmm. like all of those. Th- the way he, you know, is on Twitter and the things mm-hmm. he says, like he's not presidential at all. Oh no, and not by in a long shot. It's, and and that's what I meant, like, you know, rather however you felt about like George Bush or mm-hmm. Bill Clinton, whomever it was, 
they were still presidential in the way that they carried themselves. You see what I I'm saying? You that. see what I'm yes. saying? Yeah. To the to the point where you respected them in a sense. You know I agree, I mean? and you can tell there at least wasn't a bunch of there wasn't as much turmoil in their administrations as like right. it, it is so visible when like I mean even not including this investigation that's going on, but like. Man, there is so much turmoil every day. Someone either resigns, just Sessions, just Sessions resigned, or like after Trump told him, like you were like, there's just it's you can tell it's just a mess over there, and I think that's another difference between previous presidents is that you at least know that there are people that the president listens to, and you can I feel like I don't or know if he's listen to. or should listen to. <laughs> And I just don't know if it's like either he doesn't have the right people around him. Obviously, probably not. There's a bunch of yes men around him. Or he's just blatantly ignoring if someone with any common sense is in that White House administration. He's not listening to any of their, like, advice. The thing is, he should because he has no political experience. So he should be listening to I mean, he has Pence, but I'm like, come on. I mean, the thing with me is, like, it's just... Like when I, I just there's sometimes there's nothing for me to say mm-hmm. because it's I'm still number one surprised that he's in there, but I'm I'm just to me I'm not even worried about him as much anymore. Yeah. It's just how do your his supporters still support him after everything that's happened? Because what he was he started what last February? Yeah. Well, January. So exactly. he's been in almost a year. Oh wait, no, 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 no. 2016, 2017, 2018. So this is, this is technically his third year. No, he started... 20, he was elected, wait. Elected 2016, 2017, 2017, 2018. So two years. He's in two years now. Go, yeah, his this second year. This is going into the third year. Like, I don't understand, like... I just don't understand how they still support him after all this stuff that he's but see, done and said. It's just, it's crazy to This me. goes back to what we said in the beginning. I don't, it's, I don't even think it's that people don't see it. It's mm-hmm. that they choose not to see it. They have the right. privilege of not wanting to see it. So they or can not ignore. having to care about some of the things either. Or not having to care. Because, I mean, I had a friend who, like, super, super supports them, like, supports Trump. Mm-hmm. And I just, like, I, I kind of almost lost it where I'm just like, you you can say all this because you don't understand how it's going to affect people who aren't like you. Right. And that really yeah. hurt me because I'm just like, oh, my God, you don't understand what this means for people like me. Mm-hmm. Because you you aren't me. You aren't black and you aren't a woman. And you are, and and you live in America, mm-hmm. but like you don't see how this could affect me and people like me. And I think maybe that's the big part. Black is a minority in general. Oh, true. I'm gonna, I'm, and that's like, my point. Is like crazy. because, and I say this because I don't, and I'm not just saying that because I'm black that I see oh, that yeah. there's other issues. But I'm saying it is just like as a minority, I automatically think if he's doing this to Mexico, if he's doing this to Mexicans, if he's doing this to people who are Muslim, like. I automatically always think of like, how is this going to affect others like me mm-hmm. and me? I don't just think of like, well, it doesn't hurt me, so it's okay. I just think we're just ingrained to automatically, like naturally think that way. If mm-hmm. it can happen to them, it can happen to me. But also as a human being who has empathy, which I think is key, yeah, is that we can't turn definitely. our, we don't, turn, <laughs> we don't turn our empathy on and off as we please. Because mm-hmm. we see it as like, this is bad for every. If this is bad for this group of people, it's bad for everyone. Or it's not fair if this hurts this group of people. Yeah. It's gonna hurt everyone. So I mean, empathy is a key thing, and I just—it's a privilege to be able to turn your empathy off and not care how something's gonna affect other people if it's not gonna directly affect you. 
then going back to what I was saying about like there's never been this much backlash after mm-hmm. someone has been elected. Like there were kids oh, yeah. crying. Mm-hmm. Like there was um you know, like there were kids literally crying. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like devastated. You know, I've heard different examples and stuff from people that work at schools and things like mm-hmm. that. You know, that the backlash of when these kids came into school that day mm-hmm. about about that. And it's like, for me, when I was that age, I didn't care about politics. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't care. I didn't know about politics, any of that stuff. But I mean, you know maybe I mean? it's because at our age, we didn't have much to fear. That, and that's what, that's what I'm saying. The yeah. fact that you got kids, and I'm talking six, seven, eight, nine years old, mm-hmm. not only not only dialed in enough to care Mm-hmm. but devastated that should sell you something I think I mean and that's huge because I mean like I think just like seeing how involved and I think of like the high school kids 17 18 year olds the ones who are going to be the next big group of voters, voters coming in like they understand but then like when you see how many of them like are in support of him it is depressing almost because I'm just like y'all I don't I mean I Young voters, because, like, now I've voted at least three times. Mm-hmm. Like, young voters coming in, I hope, are taking into consideration of, like, understanding who they're voting for. Mm-hmm. And I think there are kids who do, who are, like you said, dialed in and understand politics and everything. But then there's ones who just follow what their parents are doing. Right. Or who are, who are following what they've been taught. Right. And then, like, when that's on, like, the negative side of things, it doesn't help anybody. Because all they think about is just, like, they've been taught as, like, well, I'm voting for this person because if I vote for them, it doesn't affect me. Or the right. things that I've always been told, things won't change in my life. Or the things I want will happen. But it's like, you, it's so much about the we, not we, but like the I. And like, how is it going to affect me and my family? Mm-hmm. But then it's like, they will vote against things that can benefit more people. Yeah. Maybe, like we talked about healthcare. Mm-hmm. Maybe it will cause a slight discomfort on your side of things. But you know, will do a lot of good. Exactly. I know that I'm not in a position where I have to worry about healthcare, mm-hmm. and I, I and I work in healthcare, and I and, it, and universal healthcare has to happen. Granted, there are ways for people who don't have insurance and still see people, but they don't have that information. They don't, right. and then there's people who don't who would rather go to the emergency room because they know they will be seen mm-hmm. instead of trying instead of just going to a walk-in clinic because. Maybe they're not aware that there's walk-in clinics that they can get into mm-hmm. with a with a small copayment or with a there's like a flex spin like there's a way that they can get to a doctor get the care they need and they can't right. be turned away but they don't know that and those resources aren't being given to them yeah. enough. Um, okay, I've gone off track. Sorry. Oh no no it's fine because there's so many other countries there's other countries that have universal health care mm-hmm. so how can we be quote unquote the rich country richest country in the world? We are not. You know what I mean, but or most powerful, whatever it mm-hmm. is, but not. And there's these other countries that are much smaller that mm-hmm. have figured it out. So how can we not figure it out? <laughs> you know what I mean? No, of, of course. I mean, I think a, a big thing is like there's countries like just environmentally have gotten on board with stuff, and I mean like we don't want to see the change, or we don't want to go through the process to get the change that others have. So we all, people are always quick to say like, oh, well, our money should go towards this, this, and that. I'm like, or, you know, we could see a real change in our environment, like politically, environmentally, um, healthcare-wise, everything, if we would just go through the process and commit to the change for a long term. Like, 
universal health care isn't going to happen overnight. The sol- having perfect yeah, health care isn't going to happen overnight. Exactly. But we can get closer to it. I really feel like that was Obama's goal. He had always said, like, this is not going to fix health care. Well, it'll to never take be years. perfect. It'll, it'll, it'll never be perfect. be perfect. But the whole thing is just that, like, people need health care. And it's a, it's a right. It shouldn't be a privilege. It mm. shouldn't be that, like, oh, you make... Sixty thousand dollars a year, and you can. Or you pay. work full time. You yeah. work forty hours a week. So exactly. You, can, you know. Yeah. Yeah, you work full time, so yeah, you can get health insurance. But like, oh, you only work thirty nine hours a week. So I'm gonna make you work thirty nine and a half hours a week, and I don't have to pay for your health care. Right. Which mm-hmm. having worked like hourly jobs before, that is a real thing where people will just get you up to thirty nine and a half or thirty nine and seventy five minutes or whatever, like however however the math is done, just close enough where you're still considered part-time, even though you're basically working full-time, mm-hmm. just so they don't have to pay for your health care. Right. And, again, that is disgusting. But, oh, where was I going with this? Um, oh, yeah. I think it's a problem where people don't, they don't want to feel slightly discomfort at all in their life or mm-hmm. their way of life. Yeah. So then they, they'd rather be like, nope, no universal health care for anyone. I'd rather just pay for my health care and right. that be it. But I'm just like, but I know that this slight discomfort at my taxes or whatever is going to benefit so Someone many else. more people yeah. and go so much further mm-hmm. than, and, and I think that's the problem. People, it's again, it goes back to empathy. Yep. I was just about to say that. Yep. Um, bottom line, I think just, I think his supporters really need to really take a look you know, maybe take a step back first and then take a look at what he's said versus what he's doing mm-hmm. and, and how he's handling these situations. Because, like I said, there's just no way you could still be supporting him after after all of this. You, you know? think? And with this government shutdown thing, the, the fact that he said, you know, border security is more important than next week's pay shows that, number one, he doesn't understand because he has money. Mm-hmm. And number two, he doesn't care. Yeah. You know what I mean? That he's so focused on his agenda that yeah. he's hurting his employees or his citizens, to mm-hmm. be honest. And so, he, I mean, he said that it could last months to years. Um, obviously, I hope it. I hope it's you know, resolved. But very, I don't very want soon. To. I hope it's resolved before tax return time because I think yeah. if it's not, that will be a huge, huge problem. It's gonna be a in the hit. entire country, like that, yeah. it'll be very, very bad. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, and really I mean, and he's doing this to try to get what he too. wants, and that's the really the most selfish thing is that you're willing to affect so many the people, people you're supposed to be working for. Your citizens, yeah. your citizens. I mean, like, there's so many people, like obviously, like us, the citizens, who aren't seeing the direct effect of the, of this shutdown right now. But then there's the people who are like the government, the government employees, government workers who are really facing some tough times. Tough times. Like I told you, like I was like reaching out to like my car, uh, my lend- my car lender, whatever it's called, um, yesterday, um, just to like make sure everything was in order. And then I saw a notification, and it said like, if you're a government employee, please contact us right away so we can assist you. I'm just like, wow. They it's like real. <laughs> it's real. I'm like, I wonder how. I wonder, and I hope like I didn't look into it much because I'm like, well, that doesn't that doesn't apply to me. But then I thought like oh my God, there's people who can't make their car payments right now. There's people who probably can't make their insurance payments or their rent. Like you had said earlier, like, what about the landlords? How are you going to pay back? Like if this goes on for years, 
are we just going to be looking at like another Great Depression that's caused by a government shutdown that people just aren't being able to be paid or their pay is being withheld? I mean, mm-hmm. it just it, the government can't run like this for much longer. No, or not. definitely not years. That's the, and I think he and again he's using this as a way to control people as a way to make people scared because then it's not that he's holding the government hostage. It's that like, well, the Democrats won't give me what I want, yeah. so he's putting it on them. Yeah, be mad at them if they just pay for the wall. I'm like, if you pay for the wall, you're gonna send us into like this enormous amount of debt, and it's useless because it doesn't and it doesn't. It's not going to work. People yeah. will find a way. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. like, uh, well, thank you for coming on. No I always problem. enjoy talking to you. I think we've yeah. already gotten. Another topic. <laughs> a few, for, I feel like. A few other topics for yeah. for another one at a later date. Yeah. Um, but tell them, tell the people again, like where they can find you on social media. Yeah, y'all can find me on Twitter. That's at la underscore ney underscore sha. I'm on there. Usually talk about nerdy stuff, um, other things. Yeah, and pop culture. So yeah, and you can check out my shows. I always have them linked over there. Yeah, make sure you guys check that out. And then you guys can find me at Dre Lauren. That's at D-R-E-L-A-U-R-I-N on Instagram and Facebook.com slash Dre Lauren. Thank you guys for listening. See you guys next time.